You're listening to the Below the Yellow Line podcast from Hello, everybody. It's just me tonight. We'll hopefully have Emily on either tomorrow or Wednesday night for the midweek recap and preview podcast. Tonight, we're just recapping. We're recapping Atlanta, the Am Better Health 400, dominated by and won by Joey Logano. He outduels his teammate Brad Keselowski to get his first win of the year, lock himself into the postseason, and show that he is still, you know, Hall of Fame caliber. Um, if we doubted that this offseason for whatever reason. Um, really strong showing from him and Ford. Um, it was the Jekyll and Hyde type race. It was really a race that, that saw uh, two, if not three, entirely different parts. The first two stages were ho-hum. Ford dominated. Um, Logano won the first stage. Cindric won the second. And then the action really picked up. Ford's fade to the back. Blaney had a speeding penalty. Logano and Cindric just faded kind of into obscurity. Then you saw the 22 and the 12 and the 2 just gradually working their way back at the leaderboard. And then, you know, all of a sudden, 20, 30 laps to go. There they are, back in the top five. And you knew Logano had the best car. That was proven. He was fastest in qualifying, won the pole, and then goes out there and leads 140 laps. And then really had dominated the first two stages when it was really just single file. Problem was, it wasn't all single file choo-choo train in the outside line anymore. There was a new player in town, that being Brad Kizlowski. And he was not going to let this one go easily. But Logano, who's one of the best super speedways, sorry, super speedway racers out there, uh, as is Brad Keselowski. Um, he was just able to, to outsmart him. You know, he, he made his move, and Keselowski couldn't get up to the top line quick enough to block it. And uh, Christopher Bell kind of made a move early, kind of ditched Tyler Reddick, and, and really it was the 22 and the 6. Nobody else is going to be able to, to really get there, make a push, and then once Logano was clear of them, nobody was going to be able to get a run. Because Atlanta, with how fast it goes by... Um, for Super Speedway, 30-second laps is flying by, and you got to make your move. Two, three laps to go. Nobody had anything. Logano timed his move perfectly. He got around the one car he needed to get around and kind of cruised to the checkered flag um, from there. So I'd say it was a good race. The last stage was fantastic. The last stage um, had all the stuff you love about Super Speedway racing, but it was really a typical, a modern, typical Super Speedway race. Kind of right around the top. A few moments of exciting action through the first two stages, and then once the green flag dropped for stage three, it was chaos and pandemonium. Now, it wasn't too chaotic. There weren't ten cautions in a 100-lap span. Take note, Truck and Xfinity Series. Um, but it was still, um... It was it was still good racing with one big one and one wreck at the front of the field caused by a tire blowout. Um, Eric Amarola on 70 lap old tires blew a right rear and wrecked himself and both Kyle Larson. Unfortunate instance there. And then somehow the Toyotas, I think, were on like 80 lap tires. Something like that. Um, apologies for the talk. Um, insanely old tires. They didn't blow one, so I'm not going to question it, but, you know, his strategy worked out for for them, I guess, top fives for both uh, Bell and Reddick and, and Hamlin. Um, but it was really interesting just to see how this race went from all calm to all chaos. I think with, like, 70 laps to go, the big one happened. Ross Chastain really wasn't at fault. I mean, kind of ish. You know, he got air moved on Harvick, and Harvick... Uh, 
wrong place, wrong time. You can't push or really make any move in the middle of or coming out of the corner now with these cars so being aero, so aero sensitive. Um, turned Kevin Harvick and got him into Josh Berry, and it was the big one. Um, I believe eight, nine cars were involved, and Harvick and Barry and, and, and others, you know, Byron as well. Last year's winner, a favorite, looking for a three-peat. Didn't happen um, because they were caught up um, in that crash. Um, so that, that's basically a synopsis, short little synopsis there. Um, the most thrilling moment of the first two stages was by far a three-wide finish for the stage. Austin Sindra coming around the outside and making a big move. Uh, I was really entertaining to watch. We really needed something like that. The green flag pit stops were also very interesting. We know they moved uh, the pit entrance down to the entrance of turn three. And we weren't really sure how all that was going to affect everything. Would there be a crash coming on the pit road? Especially with no practice. They, you know, The first time they would go on the pit road at, at, in a race situation would be in the race. Um, and it's a long pit road. There's no other track on the schedule as long as Atlanta where you lose two laps under green. The only tracks where that happens are, you know, Richmond, Bristol, Martinsville, the short tracks. Maybe Dover if you have a slow stop or an issue, but, you know, not even Phoenix, I don't think. So, um, you know, it's, it is, it is interesting to see, it was interesting to, to see all that. Um, we're going to take our first little commercial break, come back and talk about uh, some more other important stuff that happened. Okay. Um, there is one thing I really kind of neglected to mention it on the post-race show last night on the Spotter Sand YouTube page. You should go, uh, go check out. Um, Ross Chastain had a very interesting day yesterday. He ended up 13th, but he had a heck of a day. Um, started kind of in the back. I think he, like, started 25th or something. I may be wrong on that. I don't exactly remember. Um... But Chastain got up to the front, as we all thought he would. He was actually my win pick today. Um, and then he kind of made the move on Harvick. But then he had one of the most entertaining moves I've ever seen um, on Pitt Road. And, and Ross Chastain, we, he's shown, he showed us some art and duel last fall. He will do absolutely anything that he can to win or gain an advantage because he's just that kind of guy. And... Uh, he did that on pit road. He completely drove in the grass on pit road. He left some interesting looking marks. It's not against the rules or anything, and it was just hilarious. It, you know, it's it's almost like you're not seeing it right. You know, like his move at Martinsville. You know, you just see a guy, uh, you know, move, moving around there, going on the in the grass on pit road. It's just hilarious. I was laughing out loud when I saw it. Um, just something I wanted to mention there. But his day was kind of tumultuous. You know, involved in the wreck with Harvick, only finished his 13th. Um, but but he was kind of part of that bottom line with Bowman and everybody that really couldn't get going until about five, ten laps to go. Now, Bowman got shuffled out, as did Ricky Stenhouse earlier, but all day, and, and I saw this in both the truck and Xfinity races as well, but all day that top line was really strong. And I think Emily and I kind of agreed that, that the bottom line really only came in because drivers were more aggressive. It, they weren't pushing as hard in those first two stages trying to get that line up. But it really does seem like until late in the race, the bottom line is not dominant. The bottom line is not where you want to be. But late in the race, whether it is because it's it's coming in, the track's changing, or whether it is because the aggressiveness ramps up, um, that bottom line for whatever suddenly becomes a viable option, where it is not at all a viable option, at least not on restarts. Um, you need a lot of help to get in that, you know, it, it kind of knows single car, a car by itself because of Atlanta not being 
Daytona or Talladega, but still a drafting track you can run by yourself on the bottom for a lap or two and even gain a spot, make a move. Um, it's not like Atlanta or, or, or sorry, Daytona and Talladega where you absolutely get past the second that you're out of line. Maybe on the outside. On the inside, you can make a little hay. Then you got to find a spot back in line. Um, but but that last stage, the bottom line suddenly was able to get going. I believe it was prevailing when, when Chastain... Um, Moved all the air around on Harvick's car and, and wrecked him. I believe that bottom line was really moving. And um, maybe he just had faster cars in it. But that that's something that I've seen in, in all the Atlanta races. All eight of them that have happened so far at this reconfigured track. Um, is that the bottom line really isn't the line to be in until late in the race. That top line is the line they're going to run the choo-choo train. Which I remember at Daytona last year, at Talladega last year, it was the bottom where they'd run the choo-choo train. It wasn't the top, but at Atlanta it's different. Um, and, and that, that bottom is a little more treacherous than the top, um, at Atlanta, but, but I, that was just something I wanted to point out, um, there. I'm not going to talk about it too much, it's not really serious, um, I'll mention it to Emily tomorrow, but, um, Denny Hamlin, Brad Kieslowski, Kieslowski goes in a porta potty after the race, and Hamlin accidentally looks in on him, that was pretty funny, um, but, uh, yeah. So let's take a rundown at the result sheet here. Go over to these guys. Brad, or sorry, Joey Logano. What else can you say about the guy? Great run. Brad Keselowski in second. Um, he, he's having a great year. It's, he's, a, he's the only driver this year to lead laps in all five races. Hasn't always gotten the finish he's deserved, but those cars have speed. It's not just him. It's, it's Busher too, but especially Keselowski has speed, and I believe he's like 40 points in the playoffs right now. A way different spot after Atlanta this year than he was last year getting that big penalty. Christopher Bell in third, just another solid day. Four top tens this year for him, three top fives. Corey LaJoy, what a great year he's having, man. He is fourth, uh, finishes fourth. He's 14th in the playoff standings right now, I believe, plus 11 to the cut line right now after five races. Four top 20s and a top five, a top 10 for him. Only bad run of the year was last week at Phoenix in 26th. Um, but I, I thought he might have a better shot to win on that last lap than he did. I, this is Atlanta, you, you can't make your move in the last corner like you can at Daytona and Talladega. Tyler Reddick really needed these last two weeks. Third at Phoenix, fifth at Atlanta, running great, and he was sick yesterday. He had John Hunter Nemechek on standby. Uh, because he wasn't feeling well in the morning, and, and he still drove a great race. Denny Hamlin, one of the most consistent guys out there in sixth. Blaney, seventh. He rebounded from being like four laps down with the speeding penalty and all that. Um, Eric Jones in eighth. They really needed a good run, too. Eric Jones is a guy I picked to make the postseason this year, and a guy that I was really confident in would come out guns a-blazing, and he, is, he has not at all done that. Um, but a good day for him, as is for Ty Gibbs. Ninth career-best finish. Second Cup Series top 10. What a day for Ty Gibbs. Um, he really held his own. You know, he was up in the top five at one point and, and didn't stray too far from it. Kyle Busch was involved in that wreck um, with Kevin Harvick and everybody. Still somehow manages a 10th, but you can tell he wants more. Austin Cindric 11th. He was good. He qualified second, but you could tell he was the slowest of those blazing fast Penske cars. But uh, 11th for Cindric. He remains in the playoffs. Noah Gregson, a great run in 12th. Chastain, 13th. Bowman, 14th. His top 10 streak is over. It's unfortunate. But he is the only driver this year to finish top 14 in all five races, if I'm not mistaken. So, still 26 points out of the playoffs, you know. But but that's just, that's just uh, how that penalty landed for him, unfortunately. As a fan of his, I'm still disappointed that penalty was handed down. But, you know, oh well. Um... 
Todd Gelland in 15th. You know, decent day. I did say he and Harrison Burton might be guys to look at because they did lead laps here in, in July last year. Um, Almendinger in 16th. Stenhouse 17th. He was to the lead briefly, but, you know, they pointed this out on the broadcast. You could clearly tell he was holding them up. Josh Berry in 18th had a great shot for a top 10, maybe even to be in contention for the win before being involved in the wreck with Harvick. Truex and Austin Dillon, 19th and 20th, didn't see much of them, nor out of Michael McDowell and Justin Haley, two guys that I really thought we would see a lot out of. Ty Dillon, 23rd, best finish of the year for him. Chase Briscoe, 24th, just another bad, slow week. Cody Ware, J.J. Yaley, 25th and 26th. Bubba somehow got to 27th. He's now out of the postseason, but his car was just not handling well early, and I know, you know, all the haters are going to say, oh, no talent, no talent, whatever, you know, blah, he sucks, you know, no. Everybody had that issue. He was just the one that lost it. True X and Reddick were all having handling issues early as well. Priest, 28th. I think it was an electrical issue with him. Suarez, 29th. DVP clock. Almarola Larson. Really unfortunate. Almarola, man. He had a chance to break a long winless streak and maybe get himself in the playoffs and, and just didn't happen. Larson, so fast. These first five weeks of the year and, and this, you know, he's 68 points out. I told him, I'm not really worried because I think he's going to win a race. But I'm a little worried if he can't win a race that he might miss the postseason. Byron in 32nd. Um, caught up in that wreck. Harvick 33rd. What a great day. Harvick continues to put Stuart Haas on his back each and every single week. Burton 34th. Busher 35th. And BJ McLeod 36th. We're going to take another commercial break and uh, come back and probably wrap it up with final thoughts on Atlanta and the standings after this week. Alright, so going to wrap up with final thoughts on Atlanta. Um, good race. Great stage three. First two stages were kind of meh, but you need that build-up. You know, you need the build-up for the big anticipation at the end of the race. Um, and I, I thought it was good. Um, I, I think Xfinity and Truck being crash fast were just examples of them being young and experienced. And I thought the racing was good in both those races when there actually was racing. I thought the racing was really good yesterday when there was racing. And as Brad Kozlowski said, this showed that you don't have to have a finish on a super speedway where everybody wrecks. You know, it shows that two drivers can race each other respectfully anywhere, but especially at a super speedway without there being a big wreck. Joey Logano, I feel like, hasn't been the most consistent guy to start the year, but he is the regular season points leader now. By one over Christopher Bell. Let's look at the playoff standings. He locks himself into the playoffs as if there was ever any doubt. Kyle Busch, Ricky Stenhouse, William Byron locked in as well. Christopher Bell, though, is the first guy locked in, or not locked in, uh, first guy up here on points, plus 74. Ross Chastain, plus 70. Blaney, plus 59. Kozlowski, plus 58. Way better than I thought. Um, how about that? Bad Brad. Kevin Harvick, plus 53. Great year for him so far. You have Truex, plus 43. Hamlin, plus 38. Both those guys holding steady. Dino Suarez, plus 27. Cindric up to plus 24. Busher, plus 20. Corey LaJoy, plus 11. Tyler Reddick bumps his teammate Bubba Wallace out of the playoffs. He's plus 9. Bubba, minus 9. The first guy out. Almendinger and McDowell, both 19 points out of the playoffs right now, respectively. Ty Gibbs, 21 out and 20th. Bowman, 21st, 26 out. Jones, 22nd, 29 out. Austin Dillon, 23rd, 31 out. Chase Briscoe, 24th, 39 points out for a guy who made the round of eight last year. Yuck. Gregson, 25th, 43 out. I, I think uh, Ty Gibbs is going to get the Rookie of the Year award unless Gregson goes on a crazy tear. 42 just hasn't been too fast. 
Uh, Todd Gullen, 26th, 43 out. Priest, 27th, 48 out. Alan Rolla, 28th, 48 out. Burton, 29th, 60 out. Cody Ware, doesn't matter. Larson, 31st, 68 out. Uh, Dylan McLeod, Justin Haley, negative 25 points, 34th, 136 points out of the playoffs. As for the manufacturer standings, the Bowtie Brigade still leads those. Chevy leads 4 by 9, and Toyota by 16. So, yeah, that is about it, guys. Um, still don't have, like, an outro for these yet. I'm, I'm hoping Emily can send me some commercials, so when I say, you know, commercial break tonight, there might actually be something really funny. Um, so yeah, oh, North Wilkesboro again has entire tests. That's fun. Today for the, uh, wait, today? Today for the, for the truck series, tomorrow... Tuesday for the cut. Wait, no, wait. Today's Tuesday. Today's Monday. Today, today's Monday. Okay, so tomorrow, Tuesday, there's cup testing. Today, there was truck testing. Okay, that's fun. Um, so yeah, look out for the uh, the combination, the combination, uh, combo, the combination podcast. We're gonna recap Atlanta, preview Kota. Um, this uh either tomorrow or wednesday and then either thursday or friday uh there's gonna be a coda preview podcast where we'll talk all things circuit of the americas and then after coda we uh what's after coda crap is it is it richmond yeah it's richmond after coda okay um, so yeah, then we'll go to Richmond. So thank you for listening. If, if you're on YouTube watching, um, you know, like, subscribe, and comment. If you're on Spotify or somewhere else, rate us. Comment if you can do that. Um, share and, and all that stuff. So thank you all for, for watching listening. Special thank you to all the random people in Idaho Falls who randomly started listening. And, and of course to our listeners in, uh, Brussels, Belgium. It's really cool that, that I've reached people from all over the world. So thank you for watching and listening. I'm Samuel Sutton, the Spartan YouTube page, and the below, the Yellow Line Podcast. Goodbye.